What's going on people, it's your boy Kelechi, back with another one of these, welcome back to the Ramblin' Mind Podcast, where we discuss a whole bunch of different things, starting with business news, then political news, sometimes we touch on a little bit of sports, as you saw last week, sometimes we talk about some life circumstances, and we just tend to talk and discuss on this podcast, because as the title states, my mind tends to ramble on and on, and I tend to go on different tangents, so I thought, why not share those thoughts with each and every single one of y'all, and I hope y'all are having a wonderful weekend, or have had a wonderful weekend, because by the time y'all be hearing this, the weekend will be over, we'll be back at work doing what we need to do to make sure we keep our lights on, have a little food on the table, and pay those bills, but I hope y'all have had some nice fun out there this weekend oh excuse me but i hope y'all had some good time this weekend just enjoying time with friends and family or even if it was just your time to just stay home by yourself and relax i know that's something that i needed to do this weekend because i know on friday man my body was just like i'm done like my body just did not want to do anything on friday like i went to work a little bit came home and I was just exhausted took a random nap out of nowhere fell asleep at like three o'clock didn't wake up to like seven o'clock when when my my good friends called me and I was just I just needed the rest but anyway that's that's enough about me and my weekend but I just want to say thank you to each and every single one of you for stopping by on this podcast and if you're new around here hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any more content And if you are a returning listener, I appreciate you checking out this podcast. I appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please leave a review if you're listening to this on Apple or if you're listening to this on Anchor. I'll really appreciate to see a review on any of those sites, also on Google Podcasts. It really means a lot to me so I can learn how I can improve this podcast. What are some of the things that I'm doing that I can definitely do better? Because I know there are ways for me to improve the podcast. But anyway... As you all know, I was out of town last week, so I have a lot to get to this week. I have a lot. I have a week of information that I want to share with y'all. And we're just going to start off, as I mentioned in the last business podcast we talked about, the September jobs report finally came out. And overall, it wasn't that bad, but at the same time, it wasn't that good, if that makes any sense. So it's one of those things where it's one of it's going both ways, where it's like, it did good but at the same time it's like it's not showing good signs so 135 new jobs were created which is great however the expectation as we've talked about expectations is everything the expectation was for 145,000 jobs to be created however on the other side unemployment dropped to 3.5 percent which is the lowest it's been in 50 percent so even though not as many jobs were created as expected unemployment did did drop and so it's it's hard to tell exactly what signs that's showing for the economy it's mostly good news but at the same time it's a head-scratching thing for economists to see what's going on especially after the manufacturing report that came out last week and it also shows that businesses were shrinking their growth plans so it doesn't make much sense that job growth was should be that high and unemployment should be that low but overall everyone is kind of glad about the news but businesses are still worried that the growth that they've been expecting and the growth that they've been seeing for the last decade or seen or or so is starting to shrink down and starting to be compressed due to things like the trade war and the question on everybody's mind really is when is this recession gonna really kick in when is when are we actually going to start seeing the negative downtrend that we should be seeing? Like we see some effects of it, some effects of 
negative economic growth, but it's not consistent in everywhere where we can say, oh, we're in a recession. But the question on economics minds and on business people's minds is how are we going to keep this thing going? How are we going to be able to keep profiting and making growth and keep making money and doing what we need to do in this economy where we don't know what's heads or tails? So everyone is kind of just uh, very, very iffy on the whole situation. And then to lead from that into even more opaque and murky waters, the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. And if you don't know who these two organizations, these are organizations that don't, that lend money to countries. So let's say a country is going through a difficult time, going through a difficult trial. Like for example, Venezuela, the place they go to look to borrow money from is these world, is the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. And so they basically police the way money is needed in the world and they keep track of how economies all around all around the world is doing and then they help and boost economies in different ways and give money to economies so it's basically a conglomerate of a bunch of different countries coming together to say oh we will do what we need to do to ensure that we continue having growth all across so anyway they had a new president recently and she came out and was talking about what they're noticing as a trend overall and one of the things that they're noticing is global economic growth is at its lowest that it's been in over a decade. They have downgraded. Remember, we talked about how the economic growth rate, the economic trade rate was going to, was downgraded. Well, they downgraded that downgrade again. So for the rest of the year, they had expected 2.7% growth, but now that downgrade has been downgraded to about 2.5% growth for the rest of the year and even laid and even lower for 2020 because of the whole and the reasons is what we've been talking about brexit trade war and all the downturn that's going on in europe right now due to all the tariffs that's happening so it's just the same things we've been hearing and economists are trying to figure out what exactly do we need to do to boost this so they gave some ideas of how they can get the the, the economies back up and how they can get trade growth to start growing again one of the steps is to stop cutting interest rates like we see it all the time with Donald Trump going up against Jerome Powell, who's the Federal Reserve head, and he keeps on saying, cut interest rate, cut interest rate, cut interest rate. But that's not the way you help an economy. That's not how you help something by just continually cutting interest rate. There's a balance you have to play between cutting interest rate and inflation. And if you go too much on one side, the other one is going to skyrocket. So that's one of the things that they have to keep playing. And even the, the World Bank and IMF is coming out and saying, yo, don't always just cut interest rates. In some places, it's so bad where interest rate is now below 0%. In other words, if where you were supposed to be paying money back, now you're they actually owe you money. So it's, it's kind of crazy. And that's one of the things they're saying. That's not helping any economic growth. That's not helping anything in continually cutting interest rate. In a way, it can help. It can boost stuff for, for a split second. But then after that split second, you're going to start seeing the effects of it when your inflation starts going up way too high. Prices of goods and services start flying up way too high and then the other one is to is for governments to actually incentivize for growth in other words governments should put policies in place that incentivize companies to actually want to grow so one of the issues that we're seeing right now is as we've talked about is because due to the trade war a lot of businesses are shrinking demand or they're not exporting stuff as much as possible or even importing products as much as possible because they're just too scared that that tariff is too high and they can't really 
do any adventure type of business where they try and see can this product work for me they're not taking those risks right now because they have to be very very focused on the money that they can actually bring in on the products that they know will actually bring some money in and so they're not taking those risks that we're used to seeing them take so one of the things is to put policies in place that open those boundaries up that cause businesses to want to take those risks and right now we're not going to be seeing that because of the trade war and speaking of the trade war, the U.S. and China finally decided to come back to the table and finally decided that the best way for them to eat an elephant is to do it one bite at a time, to take it one step at a time, one bit by the time. So they came together and they started discussing some of the, which is a positive thing because they had been refusing, the U.S. and China had been refusing to discuss the ways to move forward from the trade war, the ways to improve upon what's going on right now. But however, there weren't a whole lot of details that were provided. This is something that's still going to be worked out. All the details were worked out throughout the rest of this month. But some of the highlights that were given to us, that was given an idea of what was discussed, was shared with uh, to the public by Treasury Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen, and he said that the pa the planned tariffs hikes on 250 billion worth of Chinese uh, goods will not go into effect as it was supposed to do next week. So they're going to hold back on those tariffs that they were going to do. However, other tariffs, tariffs that were supposed to go into effect December 15th, there's no word on it. Again, the same thing of still uncertainty going on. And then also in exchange to the U.S. doing that, Chinese, China, not Chinese, China will buy 40 to 50 billion dollars of U.S. agricultural goods and open up its financial services sector. Remember when we talked about how China was opening up financial sector where the U.S. financial people like from Goldman Sachs and all that stuff flew over to to China to discuss being on that. This now agreed that the U.S. people can actually go and invest in that. And then they also grant concessions on intellectual property and currency manipulations. In other words, they're going to stop messing. So one thing that China does a lot of is they play the game where they've tried to make their currency stronger. So they do whatever because the government has direct line. Unlike the U.S. where there's checks and balances, you see it with Donald Trump fighting uh, Jerome Powell all the time. There's checks and balances. China doesn't have that kind of system. China is very much the government says this and that's what's put into effect. They're going to stop manipulating their currencies to make their currency more stronger than any other currency. But as we all know, to eat a really big steak, sometimes those pieces can be really chewy and some things can be a whole lot harder to swallow than others. Some parts of this deal hasn't really been worked out and some of the bigger issues still haven't been worked out. For example, like we talked about the tariffs in December 15th, no word on that. And then some other issues that they still haven't dealt with is China's stealing of people's intellectual property. They didn't really talk about it. They talked about it a little bit, but they didn't really talk about how they're actually going to like deal with China on that matter or how China is going to stop doing it. Because one of the things that China does is, for example, one of the reasons why Uber is not profitable in China is because when Uber went to China, they stole the idea of Uber, the coding, all that stuff, like line for line, literally. And then after they did that, the government started forcing in and like basically like breaking down the offices of Uber and all this stuff to make sure that they made it so uncomfortable for Uber where Uber had to just decide we're packing out. And then another business, I think it was like We Trip or We Travel or something like that in China is now booming and blowing up because they just took the idea of Uber and took the coding of Uber and just basically made it their own. 
And so that's one of the things that they didn't discuss at all. And then also the forced transfer of tech secrets. In other words, sometimes they companies go over there and China just literally one for one copies what other countries are doing in order to make the same product. This is something we've known happens for a long time. But again, this wasn't something that was discussed. And this is one of the reasons why the trade war is going up. It's just like how companies and their China doesn't is no respecter of the whole copyright, not copyright. That's not the word I'm looking for patent system. China doesn't respect the patent system. So they steal a lot of ideas and make it their own. And so these are some of the things that they're still discussing and really not shared any information on how that's going to be ironed out. And then also the unusual generous substitutes that it hands out to domestic companies. In other words, let's say Huawei, for example, in order for Huawei to get to as big as it is, one of the things that happened was China invested heavily in Huawei. In other words, they put so much money. If if Huawei wanted to buy a property, they will price and the property all land in China is owned by the government. So they will price that 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 property so low so that Huawei can get it for a cheaper price. And that way they're not spending that much money and they can spend money in other areas or the government just allowing companies to have whatever they want in order to make China's economy continue to grow. And that's not a fair playing field for the rest of the world. Every other country has to deal with not just allowing and doing whatever the government wants for the most part. Yes, we do have the Amazon situation, like for example, in the US where they get massive tax breaks, like companies get unbelievable tax breaks, but they don't get subsidies where they get literally subsidized in like direct ways where they don't care about right or wrong. And they just do whatever, you know, it's like get what they want in order to make companies really grow it's no joke how huawei goes from being nothing to all of a sudden being able to challenge apple challenge samsung who have been in the cell phone game for years and become the number two no yeah number two cell phone company in the world by sales so it's not something that happens overnight it's something where the government helps them do some things to make sure that they're able to get by and they're subsidized with whether it's money going into directly into the company like not even like tax breaks like literally money into the company's hands so they can do what they need to do and then the other part that they haven't talked about is the heavy-handed tactics that china tends to do to force companies to either abide by its rules or to force them to not even want to be like we talked about with uber want to be even part of that Chinese market because they just put stuff in place. And speaking of that, let's talk about the NBA who finally, who said no to China, which is no company does that. The NBA literally said no to China. So a review of the situation, Daryl Morey, if we remember, uh, called out support for Hong Kong. And of course, and Hong Kong protesters, I can't say that word very well, protesters. As we all know, China wasn't very happy with it. China was like, nah, you hurt a lot of people's feelings. You hurt our feelings. You need to come out and apologize. And Adam Silver, we're waiting for what Adam Silver was going to say. And Adam Silver came out and said, we won't apologize for using our freedom of speech rights. We do apologize that you were offended. But however, we won't apologize for using our freedom of speech rights. And, And literally, nobody expected that to happen. Because if you look at every other company that has dealt with china they literally bow their head to china for example quartz has been quartz which is a news app and a news online news article place that i read a lot quartz has an app and of course it has a apple play store app and they've been covering the hong kong protesting that has been going on and because they've been covering it and china hasn't been very happy with the way that they've been covering in other words they haven't been making the chinese government look in a in the in the best of lights 
so they're not happy about that apple shut down the app like almost immediately as soon as the government complained apple shut down the app and took it out there was another app i think we've talked about this where the protesters were able to track where police were coming from and how they could navigate their way to the city to avoid the police well apple removed that app as well so whatever the government have needed in china whatever the government has needed apple has just been like content with like agreeing to it where on state side Apple would say that they're about, you know, humanitarianism, they're about protecting the environment, they're about all this other stuff. But once they're in China, all that flies out the door. We remember the situation where Google was trying to get into China, trying to make their their search browser a thing in China. And the only way they were going to be allowed to do it was if they get gave a backdoor where the government could track every single thing that its citizens was using. And a lot of the employees said, no, if that's the if if us as Google, which one of their big things is do not do evil. If that's the case, that that's what we have to give up in order just to be a part of China. A lot of the employees were like, no, we're not going to do it. We don't want to work with that. They revolted all this other stuff. So Google pulled pulled back on that. But a lot of the times what we've seen is companies are willing to bow the head are willing to bend the knee if we go with the game of thrones re- reference they're willing to bend the knee to china to ensure that they get into that market now this could not have been an easy decision for the nba because if let me give you a few numbers on how much the nba makes from china in the last year alone the nba made over four billion dollars in only the chinese market think about that four billion dollars and last year the nba had the most people in all of history watch the nba finals in china and watch the nba games in china so it's something that has been growing in china it's it's a major market for the united states i mean i said the united states a major market for the nba so this situation and adam silver coming out and saying this cannot be an easy situation cannot be easy for him to say no it's fine like we're not apologizing for using our freedom of speech rights and so it's not something easy to be, to to navigate through all this murky word waters and it's just interesting to see a company literally refuse to bow their heads to china it's something that has never happened before however there is a reverse side to that from a business standpoint there's something to be said that when doing business you do have to toe a line you do have to make decisions in order to keep meeting what's necessary for your business to thrive and your business to progress and your business to make that next step. It's great what Adam Sand- Adam Silver did, but at, at the same time, I can't really fault businesses for making business decisions, if that makes any sense, for making decisions that may not align with my personal beliefs or may not align with my values, but at the same time, it's, it's business. And that's a lot, that's, this is now a huge bridge that the NBA has, and it's a trust thing that they've been building for decades. And all of a sudden, from one tweet, it's starting to crumble. And so it's, it's there's another part of it where it's like it's business, and business needs to be handled by business. However, I do like the fact that the NBA said we won't bend the knee for your dollars. You know, it's it, it's nice to be able to hear the NBA say that, but it's also interesting to note that all these other companies don't say that all these different type of companies in order to be part of the chinese market don't say that for example facebook zuckerberg learned how to speak mandarin so that he could get into the chinese market but facebook is still not in the chinese market so so a lot of companies do bend the knee in order to make sure that they're in them because the chinese market is massive 
It's a massive market with so much money to be made in that market. That's why Apple doesn't play any games. Once they say one thing, they do it. And plus, their phones are manufactured in China. So there's not like a whole lot of wiggle room for them in that whole thing. Anyway, moving on from that, this news is just sad. Um, The next one I'm going to talk about. Trump ordered troops to be out of the uh, border of Turkey and Syria. And if you don't know, so... Turkish, uh, not Turkish, Kurdish troops, which are in Syria and have been, have been helping the United States defend against the Islamic State's expansion and growth. And as the United States has been fighting against the whole, fighting against ISIS and fighting against all these different groups, Islamic uh, State groups that have been extremists and trying to like basically take over in whether it's in the Middle East or Northern Africa and those kind of areas, even though sometimes I think the United States is doing too much. But They've been doing that and they've been helping. But Donald Trump decided, I'm not doing that anymore. So he pulled the United States troops out and he knew and everyone knew, like advisors advised him that if you do this, uh, Turkish troops are going to attack immediately. Like if you do this, they're going to attack. Do not allow, do not pull the U.S. troops out of there. Do not do it. But our commander in tweets decided, no, I'm pulling out the U.S. troops. And immediately he did. I think now it's at 24 uh, Kurdish troops have died because the Turkish troops are just attacking or doing what everybody knew they would do because there's a boundary dispute between Turkey and, and Syria and all that stuff. And so they, everybody knew this was going to happen and it happened immediately that happened. And it's just, it's just sad to see how this is not the first time the U.S. has abandoned its allies when whenever it goes to war. Going back to the Persian War, the U.S. did the exact same thing to the exact same group of people. And in that time, that's one of the things that led to uh, the Iraqi war, where the Iraqi forces, after the U.S. pulled out, knowing that they shouldn't have pulled out, the the Iraqi forces obliterated the Kurdish forces. And then we saw the growth of that power take over in that region to the extent where we had Al-Qaeda and we had all these different militant groups that grew out of that. And then we had the situation in 2011 and a lot of officials, a lot of um, military officials are scared that we're repeating history and are afraid that if they don't do something, that history is just going to be repeated again. And so they're really worried and there's a lot of eyes on this situation and to make sure they're trying to figure out how can we possibly first force Turkish forces to stop pushing in that way. And one of the issues is a lot of world governments a lot of world governments are deciding to impose some sanctions on Turkey to force them to stop doing it. That's one of the things that that they're trying to implement, but they need something more direct. And a lot of it's interesting because a lot of Pentagon officials are like losing more and more faith in their command in their in the commander in chief. They're not as they're not even like interested in working with him as much. It's funny because President Trump admires those guys admires the generals admires all those guys but the feeling is not mutual because they feel like he has no perception on how to handle these kind of situations he has no depth he's it feels like they say he goes by his gut too much he doesn't go with planning enough he doesn't think through the processes and the effects that it can possibly have in multiple different ways in a variety of ways he only thinks about what's happening at that point in time and they're losing patience and in some ways, they're starting to act and do different things to to kind of help out in different areas because it's it's getting out of hand with a lot of the situation that's being that's happening because they feel like President Trump tends to be a lot 
way too rash in his decision making. But it's just sad to see once again the U.S. abandoning an ally once again. Once they're done with their business, the U.S. is like, we don't care. And they abandon an ally which has been helping them. But once the ally needs their help, the U.S. bails on them and just says, ah, you got it. Handle your business on your own. We don't need to be involved in your foreign affairs all of a sudden. But when the U.S. was involved, they, they, were, they were already put their toes in everybody's business. But now somebody needs their help and they say no. But that's just something to know. But moving on from there, we have some interesting discussions to talk about on the side. Disney in the streaming wars has finally taken the gloves off and is going to battle with Netflix. Has finally says this is fisticuffs and I don't need no gloves. I'm putting these knuckles to work. Disney banned Netflix from advertising on any of its TV networks except for ESPN. So if you know, Disney has a lot of TV networks, whether it's with Disney, Disney XD, all those platforms. And then it owns ABC, ABC Family. I think they call them Freeform now, I think. And so it's a wide span and range that Disney decided, you know what? Enough is enough. Netflix, you cannot advertise on any of our services. And it really shows just how big this streaming battle is. It really shows just how massive like streaming is to these companies streaming is the next thing that's why so many companies want to be a part of it and disney has decided that it is time for it to get serious about this whole thing now there is that small piece that the whole reason that they're doing it which is the reason they came out and said that they're doing this is because netflix doesn't have advertising on its site but it can advertise on all of disney's platforms so they didn't think it was fair which eh, potato potato but it's just interesting to note that disney is finally taking this thing way too serious now another thing on the tech front i don't know if you guys know what deep fakes are but deep fakes are basically photoshop of a video so you know how in the past people use photoshop just like use the photoshop to abuse and make people look like they're doing whatever and it can look so real well for videos that's what deep fakes is and it's an algorithm where people can literally take the face of anyone and make them move and it will look so real like it, will, it won't look like it's a fake and so one of the issues that has been happening is a lot of actresses and a lot of models have been being put in a lot of pornographic films and stuff like that and so finally it's gotten way too out of hand and California passed a law to ban deepfakes if somebody's like likeness is used without their consent for a deepfake. Because it's, 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 it's been happening way too much. And one of the, the issue is not really the pornographic situation. And the reason why they have to take this step now is the issue is later on with CEOs and political uh, influences that can be a, that where deepfakes can be used to whether it's to make a company completely lose its shares, its stocks and position just by making a CEO act like he said something where he really didn't say it because, you know, seeing is believing for, for all of us. And so if we feel like he said something, it's going to be hard for him to walk back from that. Or a politician says something where he really didn't actually say the thing. They just made it seem like he made, he said the thing. So California passed that law. A lot more states are going to pass the same law in order to protect individual individuals from the advancements in technology. But it's going to be hard. Like technology advances so fast that laws don't keep up well enough. In fact, this is way behind. Like deepfakes has been a thing for the past two years. Like it's been a thing where it's been improving for the past two years and government officials didn't really take it seriously. didn't really like put two and two together, but now it's getting to that point 
where it's getting out of hand and another thing to note about this all the a lot of the videos have been more focused on the women like a lot of the deep fakes that were created in the in in pornographic industry have been focused on a lot of female actresses which is just shows the mentality of our society where we just still have this very very much of society women are so sexualized and all that kind of stuff and so it just shows that we still have a lot to do a lot of work to do as a society no matter how much we say we're advancing in that area we still have a whole lot of work to do again and i just want to say prayers to the victims in germany from the shooting in in hail and it just shows once again that we are at a point in our in society where we just can't agree on anything. The guy came out and he was saying the Holocaust was fake and all this other stupid stuff. And then shot some Muslim. He was going to shoot up an entire mosque. But thank God that he couldn't get into the mosque. And this was happening during uh, Yom Kippur. I think it's, it's what it's called. And he was going to shoot up the entire mosque. Luckily, thank God that he wasn't able to get in, but he still killed two people, which is just unfortunate how divided we are right now and just how separated we are right now in the current day and age where we're seeing shootings almost every other day. And we're seeing people just say all kinds of terrible, terrible stuff. And it's just unfortunate. I don't know how we got to this point where we're so divided in the world. It's not just here in the United States, it's everywhere where we're seeing this massive division where there's just so much vitriol and hate for your fellow human being, which it just doesn't make any sense. But prayers to those families and I pray that God just gives them peace and just bees with them and brings love from all from where they don't even expect it to come from and just helps them in this tough and difficult time. And I just want to open this thing up to everyone that actually listen to other people's opinions and not that necessarily that they may change your opinion or whatever but just be cordial like there was a t point in time where people were more cordial to one another even though you may not agree but agree to disagree and both of you keep on kicking like it, it's not a it's not just because i don't agree with you and i hate you and i want to kill you and all this it's like no and most of the time there is a truth to both sides and it's coming to that middle ground where the truth is reached and most people just don't want to do that it's like if i don't agree with you you're hating it's like no i'm not hating i just don't agree with you and it's okay to not agree with you but anyway just 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 you know just keep praying for the world man because we need a lot of help in this world it's just every day is something else it's just you just need a lot of love and we need more love and for more people to be more caring about their neighbors to be more caring and thoughtful about the person next to them rather than just so focused on if you're not with me you must be against me like anybody got time to be against you i got my own stresses like i got other things to be to handle so just just it ain't just because i disagree with you doesn't mean we can't we can't be cordial to one another but anyway i don't know if you guys remember the whole facebook Lib libra thing that they announced their cryptocurrency well that thing is falling apart faster than a warm cookie that just came out of the oven. Mm, that thing just melts. It just, ooh. You know when you get that cookie out of the oven, when you do it right. When it's moist, it's just the chocolate melting, a chocolate chip cookie and the chocolate is just melting. You bring it out and the cookie is kind of falling over. It's just like, mm -hmm, that's a good cookie. You know, you know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm talking about. It's a good cookie. But anyway, Facebook is crumbling, man. Facebook, the, the whole Libra thing is crumbling. So initially they had gotten all these partnerships in motion. PayPal, eBay, MasterCard, Visa. Everybody apparently was on board with them, was ready to just rock with Facebook on this whole thing. Well, there's been a 180 on that whole thing and that's because 
of a lot of regulatory concerns that the government brought up when they challenged Facebook. I mean, as a matter of fact, Europe, the European Union came out and said, we will ban it. If Libra even tries to launch in Europe, we'll ban it because they don't believe. Because one of the issues is Facebook is a major uh, social network. And we've seen one of the things that it can do and just the way it manipulates people, the way it makes people just do all this kind of stuff. And now it wants access to your money too on top of everything. So they're like, no, we will ban it. If they try to launch this thing in Europe, we will completely ban it and not allow it in any of these countries. And so a lot of these companies are like, you know what? Visa just came out and announced, you know what, Facebook, you cool and everything, but we out. MasterCard came out and was like, yo, Facebook, we appreciate you. We appreciate y'all sending out that invite. You dope, but your crew and the business with your crew, eh, we just don't want to tip our toes in those waters because we got this whole good thing going on over here. eBay came out and was like, ah, you know what? We still struggling to get our own e-commerce thing going on. We don't need the FBI. We don't need the FCC. We don't need the FTC coming all up in our business, dragging us to court, telling us all this stuff. So we out of here. So Facebook, God bless y'all. Take care. So that's some of the stuff that's been coming out recently as far as the whole Libra situation. We don't know how this thing's gonna play out. We don't know how this whole cryptocurrency situation is gonna play out. A lot of the stuff where I would say cryptocurrency is gonna be great, it's gonna be great. Well, that whole thing has died down a bunch since the last time we talked about this. There's a lot more hesitancy in cryptocurrency than was initially thought that there would be. But finally, let's leave on this good note. So there was a survey done on teenagers to see what teenagers appreciated the most because gen z teenagers bring in i think over it was saying 800 million dollars at least in the u.s alone to the u.s economy that's a crazy amount i don't know which teenager have money like this that they just be spending like man, i don't know but anyway some of the things that were that was interesting on the survey is the number one restaurants for teens is chick-fil-a which makes perfect sense chick-fil-a is it like that one makes very much sense iPhones of course is the number one phone and one of the things with that is even an, it's an issue where they're literally like if you have not an iPhone they will leave you out of group text and group messages and stuff like that because you have not an iPhone which is just stupid like it's this discrimination that's the word I'm looking for green bubble discrimination where people are literally getting hated on because of the phone they like come on like then again these are teenagers but still it's just it's just terrible. And this is the situation with this iPhone thing. There's another reason I don't like iPhones because it's just a, a mentality that it has created as a thing of like, even people, if you don't have AirPods, people will be like looking at you. If you have anything that's not the actual AirPods, people will be like, oh, you don't have money. It's like, no, I don't want to buy iPhone nonsense. But anyway, it's just, it's just crazy. But anyway, that was the number one phones for, for teenagers. YouTube is the preferred preferred streaming platform which is pretty crazy with netflix and all these other streaming networks going around youtube is still number one the free one is still number one which kind of makes sense and so also teenagers are also using less cosmetics than they ever have in history i like that news because i don't like makeup but i like that news it shows that people are more embracing of their own body type or their own facial structures and they don't feel like they need makeup now it's not good for makeup companies because that's a lot of money being lost but i like that news also teenagers are buying less push-up bras why that's important i don't know but they're buying less push-up bras and moving more to bralettes which is killing victoria's secret 
and I'm not gonna say I'm not mad about it. I kind of like it. I like people appre- uh, like liking what they look like and who they are and appreciating their body for what it is rather than trying to fit a certain standard and a certain mold. And I like to see that we are moving more in that direction of not body shaming people, using other tactics to try and get people to be healthier rather than just straight shaming them. But everyone, you know, keep fit, be healthy, eat right, work out if you need to work out. I would say everybody needs to work out. 30 minutes of exercise a day never hurt anybody. Well, some people it did. But, you know, do the right things. Do what you need. You know you need to do. Handle your business if you're in school. Good luck to you. If you're at work, handle your business. Get that paycheck. Do what you need to do. But for everybody else, I don't know. Is there anything else to add? I don't know. Anyway, have a great week and God bless y'all. And thank y'all for listening. Peace.